Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1336, air date October 5th, 2023. Shiva Adero, MIT PhD, the inventor of email, you've got mail. A scientist, an inventor, an entrepreneur, Fulbright scholar who holds four degrees from MIT, including his PhD in biological engineering. Joining us in the program, Doctor. Good morning, sir. Thanks for being patient with us. And how are you? No worries. Let's get my pronunciation right. Doctor Shiva. So, okay. Doctor Shiva, how are you guys doing? Doctor Shiva and Doc, uh, did I come anywhere in the neighborhood close to pronouncing your last name correctly? Pretty close. I adore. Like I adore you. I adore. Doctor Shiva. I adore. I adore. I adore yeah, you. there you go. There Th- thank you, there Doctor. Go. I appreciate that very much. And I, I, I did uh, announcing for a, a, a professional baseball team, and I wow. tell you, I had to have a pronunciation guide. Uh, I'm pretty good <laughs> when it comes to and and the, but you get to, those big words throw me, and I. That's somebody who attempted humor, but I apologize for mispronouncing your name, Sorry. sir. Uh, well, thank you. Well, we'll start out with this, and it's the obvious question is. Why are you running for president? Hello? Yes, doctor. Doctor? Doctor, are you there? I'm here, but I lost you guys. Go ahead. How about now? Do we have you back? Yeah. Okay. Are you on Verizon? That could be the problem. Can you hear me now? Yeah, no, no. I'm actually on AT&T. I can hear you fine. Doctor, why are you running for president? Well, the bottom line is the American people are being gypped right now with the quality of people that are running for president. None of them deserve to be running. They're all part of an organized crime family, every single one of them. And none of them represent people. You know, I came bottoms up. You know, I've had to fight injustice all my life. And if you compare any one of those people up on the stage and me, um, there's a vast difference because I've actually experienced the American dream. And... Uh, come from one of us. None of those people are one of us. They're all part of an elite class of people who know nothing about the American experience. And I think it's about time people actually had one of us be president who actually knows how to look at a problem and how to solve it. The founders of this country are very, very intelligent people who actually love this country and cared for it. None of these people love this country. They're all about themselves. If you look at 2020, and you look at every one of them on the stage, what they did in 2020, reveals what they're really about. None of the, all of them promoted lockdowns, including what I call Booby Kennedy, including Trump, including all those people. I was the only one who spoke out against lockdowns. I was the one who was the first to call out Fauci. I was the first to, in my historic lawsuit, expose the fact that government has a backdoor portal into Twitter. And what we're filled with in this country is a bunch of charlatans and fake heroes, Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson, all these people. They do not represent the American people. They act like they're fighting for them. But what they're really doing is to make sure that we don't build a bottom-up movement to liberate the American people. So we're in a very, very critical situation right now. We need people who are one of us, not one of them. That's why I'm running. Dr. Shiva Ayodora is on the line with us. He's running for president of the United States. The website, if you want to find out more about uh, the doctor, is Shiva4, the number four, Shiva4president.com. With that being said... It was written into the Constitution, correct me if I'm wrong, Doctor, 
by our founding fathers is we get a chance to vote for the lesser of two evils. Isn't that how it's written? What's that? That we're not supposed to vote for the lesser of two evils? Yeah. No, we have a chance to vote for the less lesser of two evils. Isn't that the way it's written in the Constitution? Oh, that we should vote for the lesser of two evils? I'm trying to make a joke. It, it's a, a swing and miss on my part, but I, we hear Jesus. that all the time. That's, I, yep. Well, I don't like this guy, but I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. It's a great question you're bringing up. You know, that when I launched our campaign right after Easter uh, of this year, one of the things, if people go to shivanumo4president.com and they go to the download section, there's a flyer. It's a one-page flyer. Everyone should print and distribute but the bottom line is this, over the last 60 years, the life expectancy, and everyone should listen to this, has been going upside down in the United States. Not, and it wasn't just because of the vaccine. This has been going on since 1980. started with the policy of the Kennedys in the 1960s. You know, uh, there's been a consolidation, centralization of power since the 1970s. And what the end result is for everyone listening on this call, your child, if you're in the United States, lifespan will be shorter than yours. Let me repeat that again. Your child's lifespan will be shorter than yours. And the reason this has occurred is the policies of the left and the right, Republican and Democrat, over the last 60 years. All of them have screwed the American people over. And what I mean by those policies are policies that created massive income inequality, policies that put all sorts of poison into the environment, policies that you know destroyed the relationship between you and your healthcare practitioner. You know, doctors are basically, you know, IT people just input into an iPad all day. So, and there's a whole bunch of them, but it's the policies of all of these people who have directly affected your biology. Your immune system is shot. People have massive obesity. You can just look at the data, and all of this was by design. Because the elites, again, everyone except me running for president, does not give a damn about the American people. What they do give a damn about is perpetuating power. And so they've destroyed the lifespan of your children. So that doesn't, and that, so that's basically to your point. It's come as a result of this concept of voting for the lesser of two evils. So you know, you keep voting for the lesser of two evils, your children are going to die younger and younger and younger. And in fact, the New York Times, after I've been hammering on this, just ran an article yesterday saying, "Yeah, the lifespans are going down, and they're going down precipitously." So. If that doesn't, you know, the, the, you know, the Declaration of Independence says, you know, it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So if your children are living a shorter lifespan than you, how is that the pursuit of happiness? So all of these people are criminals. I repeat, all of these people are organized crime. The only reason that they get up on the stage, they're given mainstream media attention, is because they are acceptable to those in power. Now, about a half a billion people, you know, throughout the United States and the world, know about me and our movement because in 2020 we're the ones who spoke the truth you know did massive amount of work not only speaking the truth but to activate people so when i was thrown off twitter in 2021 for exposing the fact that government and social media companies have an unholy alliance um and when i was put back on you know recently their entire goals attempt to conceal the fact that one of us is running for office and it's really not working because guys like you independent News people are getting the word out. But the bottom line is none of these people represent one of us. They want people to die early, and they're literally killing your children earlier. And, it's, and, and, and that data that I'm sharing with you is right out of Kaiser Permanente, you know, one of the big insurance companies. Dr. Shiva, 
Ayodori, who's running for president of the United States, joining us in a program. And um, let me, let's go back to the, the pandemic. You're, you're speaking my language, a lot of the stuff you're touching on. But the pandemic, um, what do you think that was about? It sounds like you, you don't quite buy into what uh, Dr. Fauci, you don't quite buy into what the Trump administration was selling. What do you think that was about? Was that a true pandemic? Well, well you got to understand, my PhD is in biological engineering. I'm considered one of the leading guys in the immune system. So I call that Fauci. The first person to call it out, there's a tweet I did that's got like about 100,000 retweets. I said this pandemic, quote unquote, was created to destroy economies, suppress dissent, and essentially, you know, um, push mandated medicine. I called it right on the shot because the year before I gave a talk at the National Science Foundation on the modern science of the immune system. So the pandemic was really, look, there's two ways the elites control us. One is through the money supply. They can control the money, right? They can print more money, right? And when they print the money, they can give it to their bankers who control how much of it flows out. Right. The more money you have in the environment, right? That creates more inflation. You reduce the money, the supply is the same. You, um, uh, I'm sorry, you increase inflation, then it reduces inflation. The other way is that they control the supply chain. So if you create a pandemic, right, what, what you're actually doing, and you put out a lot of money, you're going to create inflation. But it's ultimately going to destroy small businesses. And that's what this was about, because if you look prior to that, small businesses were growing in the United States globally. And the elites cannot have that because all of their businesses run on loans. They don't even have real businesses. It's all bogus businesses. So they're running on low-interest loans. So, doctor, and small business. Yeah, let me small jump in. Let me jump in with you just sorry. just a moment here. So, this was is it wasn't a nationwide conspiracy. It was a worldwide conspiracy. Then it was a global conspiracy because if you look at even in the emerging markets, small businesses were booming. Right, India was experiencing like six percent growth. So this was and and remember when you have small businesses growing, small businesses go try to get loans and money, which means interest rates would have normally gone up. All of the elite's businesses are run on low interest rates because all they're doing is moving capital around. They don't even have real businesses. You know, like Jared Kushner, you know, Jared Kushner, you know, he just, you know, robs money one place and uh, moves it to another place, essentially because all of the real estate empires are based on low interest loans. So the elites could not have that. So the pandemic served many, many purposes, right? It was an agenda to essentially to put the brakes on this naturally growing economy. And that's what they did. $16 trillion were lost in the United States. And on top of it, 600 billionaires increased their wealth by $2.3 trillion. Obama printed about $8 trillion, if you remember, in 2008 to save the big banks. Trump printed close to that much in one term. Obama took two terms and he saved big pharma. Trump did for big pharma what Obama did for the big banks. So that's what this was about. This was one of the biggest wealth transfers that took place. And now, if you think about what's happening with um, the inflation, that's, again, who's it going to affect? It's going to affect working people. So working families, everyday working people actually work the true, quote-unquote, proletariat, are being squeezed on the left and the right. And no one's fighting for them because none of them have gone through their journey. I have, you have, and others have listening. So this is, in some ways, you could call it, call it really class war. It is us versus them. And anyone who's trying to falsely unify people is out of their mind. And Ruby Kennedy is one of the biggest devils, right? He claims he's fighting for us. He claims he's for medical freedom. He promoted lockdowns 
right in the middle of the pandemic in March of 2020. Trump promoted lockdowns. All the governors promoted lockdowns. So all of these guys are of the same cabal. Um, you know, they're like watching a radio station, right? They have country music, you know, easy jazz. So they all have messaging to, to appease the masses. And they may even say good things, but it doesn't matter what they say. The radio station is still owned by the same set of people. So this is why we need to build a bottoms-up movement. And what we're doing as a part of my run for president, we're also educating people how this system works, who the obvious and not-so-obvious establishment are. And people should go to truthfreedomhealth.com, and they will um, see that we put together a global community of a half a million people globally, you know, in 120 countries. We're educating people to raise their consciousness to really get very, very discerning about who are the true leaders and who are the fake martyrs and the fake leaders. And once people understand that, it's over. Nothing is going to happen unless right, we doc, educate I've people. Got a, let me push back on yeah. your second. And the unit's got some questions for you. Dr. Shiva Ayodori, running for president of the United States. He invented email. You've got mail. And also, he's a scientist, an inventor, an entrepreneur, a Fulbright scholar, holds four degrees from MIT, including his Ph.D. in biological engineering. So uh, I've got to ask you, though, it's... Uh, I know people that, well, I knew them that died from from the the, the pandemic, um, and um, how do you how do you square that with with uh, what we saw? We saw people getting sick, we saw people dying, uh, but it sounds like you were not for lockdowns. You were not for people. Uh, it, it wasn't just in the United States; uh, many countries locked down. Um, and and going back to the the Spanish flu. Uh, pandemic back in the early 1900s um they wore masks they they did social distancing a lot of the same things we did during COVID 19 uh where am i wrong here on how that was handled and and with, with anything that's new uh, the novel COVID 19 novel virus the new virus we learned about it as we went is that not true well yes and no you know um who do you listen to? Do you listen to a guy like Fauci who's profited um, from promoting nonsense? Well, I listen, to my, uh, I listen to my family doctor. Yeah, so most, most, you have to understand, 99% of doctors don't know how the immune system works. The average doctor gets about maybe 5 to 10 hours training in immunology. Most doctors are adults because they're trained by a medical system, which is about, which is about uh, a robot can be able to replace most particular family practitioners. You say that in medical school, to a degree, they're indoctrinated. Well, they're not, they're, they're taught, they're not taught to see the body of the system. They don't know the ankle bones connected to the foot bone. Engineers know the body. A plumber knows the body. An electrician knows the, you know, philosophically the body better than most doctors do. They go into medical school, they get about two years of curriculum, and then the other two years are clinical, and then they're rushed out. They're treated like dirt, right, during the residency. They don't really know how to take care of patients. The body is a very complex system. Um, everything's interconnected, and there's a systems way to look at the body. You know, when I finished my PhD, I went back to India for a couple of years, did a Fulbright, and I discovered a whole new way of teaching medicine called systems health. Used to, you know, I taught a, a, one of the courses at Harvard and MIT. The bottom line is the average medical doctor, surgeons are actually better because they actually have to make decisions. They have to use their brain a little more. But most medical doctors are not taught to use their brain. Most don't even know the immune, how the immune system works. If you ask, they, most people will tell you, the doctors, oh, the virus is eating away at you. Here's the bottom line. The virus is not what kills you. What kills people 
is a dysfunctional immune system. Because so when a virus comes into you, your body, if it's healthy and resilient, knows how to, you know, launch the early stage immune system, the interferon system, and then the late, you know, basically knows how to handle it and it flushes it out. But a depleted immune system, which is what's occurred over the last 60 years to most Americans, or if you're obese or pre-existing conditions is weak, no different than a, sh- a car driving over a pothole without any shock absorbers, right? It overreacts. So a virus comes into you, your body overreacts. And it's the body that your own overreacting body that eats itself away. This is a very important point. And this is what I was teaching in 2020 to people. We told people to get out in the sun, get vitamin D, right? The quercetin, the zinc. Um, in March 23rd of 2020, I wrote a letter to Trump. Marla Maples' former ex-wife uh, delivered it to him. I got a call from the White House. I said, get rid of Fauci. There's no reason to do lockdowns for the economic and immune health of this country. Basically, group people, if they have pre-existing conditions, if they have COVID, and support them uh, through certain protocols. And I said, the rest of the people should essentially beef up their immune system. This is very simple. Um, this has nothing to do with a virus attacking the body. It has to do with over the last 60 years, the immune system of Americans has been shot. And when you destroy the immune system, and the immune system and aging are so closely connected. You want to live long, take care of your immune system. You want to die fast, destroy your immune system. And the politicians and the elites have been destroying the immune system of the American people. So, you know, any type of stress that's coming from the outside is going to affect people. So instead of addressing the root cause, People just always want to go and put a Band-Aid on things. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. I got to tell you, most of the people people who died were obese, had pre-existing conditions. And, um, you know, one of the protocols is high-dose vitamin C. I can't tell you how many emails I still get. I told people how much vitamin D to take, how much vitamin A, how much quercetin, how much zinc. And if someone, for God forbid, went to the ICU, one of the biggest protocols that's been written about extensively is high-dose vitamin C because it quells the cytokine storm. So this is all very well written. Let me stop you you just one sec. You're saying do not take high-dose vitamin C. Is that what you're saying? No, do take. Do Do take, do take it. What about vitamin D? What about high-dose vitamin D? So vitamin D, in most people's levels, are very low. If you're dark skin like I am, it's even lower. If you're dark, African-American, brown, et cetera, right, you need even more vitamin D because, you know, we have the pigment, which prevents sunlight from coming in. So think about what they did. They locked down African-Americans and told them to stay home in places like New York. It's a death sentence to people. Um, vitamin D, the reason vitamin D is important is vitamin D through a series of chemical reactions creates a protein in your body. It's quite fascinating. That protein is like a dagger. It literally blows up the walls of viruses and fungi and bacteria. That's what, Vitamin D is the best antiviral, I mean, it's a hormone really, it's the best, one of the best antiviral precursors you can take. Ideally, you get it from the sun. Alternatively, you can supplement with vitamin D3 with K2 and some magnesium, right? To balance it all out. Okay. Yeah. So, well, it, the so line is, yeah, vitamin K and magnesium, take it with vitamin D is what you're saying. I, I got to tell you yeah. real quick before I, uh, the unit has a question for you. I, I was reading about um, uh, high-dose vitamin D and this guy that had taken it for a year. Uh, and and, and he, he recommended you take with magnesium, like you said, and vitamin K to help your, your body absorb it. And no kidding here, we had a snowstorm 
uh, after I've been doing this for about six months. You know, I may have told you about this. And um, uh, we went, me and this, uh, 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 we'll just just call her an acquaintance of mine at the time, went out uh, on a hike and got lost when the sun went down. She is originally from Australia, and it, it, that being in the cold weather is was at, not something she had a lot of experience with. She mm. thought she had frostbite because she had on too many pair of socks, and it was crushing her toes. Mm. And she was convinced her toes were about to fall off. And I'm like, I got a problem here. So I jog. I I, I spotted my Jeep on my phone. It was about two miles away. Doc, I'm not making this up, dude. I jogged in the snow all the way, two miles. And as I was getting to the Jeep, I thought, okay, the last time I did this, even after I stretched on the beach, I couldn't walk two days after that for like three days. I was so sore, my Mm. calves. And I think I did not stretch. It's 20 degrees snowing and I just jogged for two miles. Doc, I was not sore one bit. And the only thing that that was different was the high dose vitamins D that I was taking. Does that surprise you to hear me tell that story? No. Yeah. So, so vitamin D is a hormone. You see, it's not a vitamin. It should, it's really a hormone. So when you stay out in the sun or you, you know, or you get the vitamin D three particularly, it juices so many different subsystems in your body. It's why the sun, you know, in every culture is always celebrated, right? Right. The sun god. Um, the sun hits your skin, and your body creates vitamin D3. That vitamin D3 is a hormone. It influences thousands, thousands of chemical reactions in your body. And what do what these idiots do? They tell people to stay in, indoors. Well, Trump was playing, you know, he was out in Mar-a-Lago. Booby Kennedy was out flying Falcon, right? So you got to understand that the elite do not give a damn about the working people. They know vitamin D3 is important. This, this lockdown had many, many valuable things for them, right? It increased the wealth. That's when stupid Elon Musk made all his money. The guy's never created anything. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Right? So he he became, he went from zero, very low level of the billionaire class all the way to number one. I've got to shoot it over to the Unitasha question or two. I'm being kind of rude, but uh, your answer leads to the next question. And you're such a fascinating uh, man to talk with. Dr. Shiva Ayodori joining us in the program. He's running for president of the United States. The website is Shiva4, the number four, Shiva4president.com to find out more about Dr. Shiva Ayodori. He's joining us in the program this morning. This man invented the email. And, Doc, thanks to you, I got an inbox full this morning. But here's the G unit for the question for you, Doc. Doctor, thank you so, <clears throat> thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, in uh, on the radio, I, I get to play a character similar to Beavis and Butthead. But in real life, uh, I'm a former financial advisor who was a bond trader who left the markets 41 days before the first investment bank collapsed in 2008. Uh-huh. I agree with you that uh, the market, the economy, was decidedly different prior to the pandemic than it is now. Now we see high interest rates, high mortgages. We see lower commercial uh, property vac- uh, occupancy rates and what have you. What are your thoughts on the American economy today, and how can we rein in inflation? Well, what's happened to the American economy is um, it was based on actually people inventing things, producing things, hard work. Now the incentive models for people not to work 
and to squeeze people to actually produce anything. So the result that we have right now is a process of, it's of manipulation by this organized set of criminals. Obama was the first, you know, so when the, everything was tanking in 2008, um, they created this thing called QE, quantitative easing. Just a, you know, just a ridiculous, nonsensical term. All it means we're going to print money. So that's what they did. They printed $8 trillion and they saved all the big banks. They should have let them all fail. And then they brought in, you know, so, by the way, 57% of Trumpers voted for Obama. So they used this, you know, a black guy, Trump, to manipulate the white and the American working class. So they needed a white guy this time, which was Trump. And that's what Trump proceeded to do. And he printed another $8 trillion in one term. More quantitative easing. But fundamentally what they did was that they are following a model called Modern Monetary Theory, MMP, uh, created by this woman, Stephanie Keaton, I think. She comes out of Wharton. And basically what that says is print as much money as you want. It's okay. As long as you're the reserve currency, print as much money. And that's the theory. As long as you can control inflation, right? That's a big call that they're betting everything on. Um, but they frankly can't control inflation because, and frankly, they don't care to control because ultimately inflation doesn't hurt the elites. It actually hurts everyday working people. So we're at a very important point to recognize that those in power is organized. I, I did a video called The Swarm. Everyone should go see it. It's right on ShibaForPresident.com. It identifies who the enemy is. It's not just any one person. It's a global multiracial aristocracy. And the financial system that they're pushing or that they control is they can control the supply chain by creating things like pandemics to increase uh, a lower supply, and then they control the money supply. And with those two inputs, which they have tremendous control over, they can manipulate um, the lives of everyday working people. They can you know, increase inflation, make the price of goods and services very, very high. So you basically destroy people so people have to eat crap. And ultimately what happens is you destroy people's health and people die much earlier. And that's what's going on right now. So this is all by design. Um, they have a depopulation agenda by design. And so what we're living in is in a very, very critical time. Hey, hey Doc, Doc yep. pardon me uh, for interrupting you again. Do you, do you mind taking some calls, or would you like to do that? We had a full bank of calls. Sure. I think. Yeah, let's take, yeah, I love taking calls. Okay, let me let me put this, let me activate this here. And um, if you'd like to talk with a good doctor, you you can. You can dial us up. Collision Specialist, phone line 731-265-6496. Collision Specialist Jackson's largest collision repair center. And Sabrina Blue just walked in the house. Sabrina Blue is uh, Parker Parker yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right let's I just got married uh, well can, happy anniversary baby got you on my mind that's a song <laughs> uh, Dr. Shiva Ayodori is on the line with us doc I, I really enjoy it thank you for being so patient today let's take a phone call here you're live with, with Dr. Shiva Ayodori he's running for president of the United States if you have a question for him or comments you're on the line with him go Good morning, sir. How you, how you all doing this morning? Doing fantastic. Say hello to the good doctor, sir. How you doing, good doctor, sir? How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, I was just going to ask you, you know, uh, are you, you're very familiar with medications and, and all types of things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do research on them. Okay, well, synthetic fentanyl has, has actually engulfed our country. 
and uh, what we hear the numbers are at least three to four hundred people a day are dying now to that which weren't a few years back. If you were to be, and I have a couple of questions for him, Dan, if you don't mind, but sir, if you were elected president uh, on day one, would you shut the border and declare fentanyl a synthetic poisoning and a weapon of mass destruction? And, and would you label the drug cartels and anyone in the interior of our country a terrorist, a foreign terrorist, or uh, on our soil? If you, you sir, yeah. Hey, good man, if you'll hold the line right there while the doctor answers that, I think you got a follow-up question. Uh, it's yes. good to hear your voice, by the way. Doctor, if Thank you'd you, like to address that, go right ahead, sir. Yeah, so if you think about it, all of these clowns who run for president, been president, keep saying they're going to do the war on drugs, right? All the way from 1980s from Reagan and his wife, Nancy Reagan. What we need to understand is that the entire organized crime system globally uses drugs for money laundering. Let me repeat that again. So if it's not fentanyl today, it'll be something else. So they send goods, and I did a whole video on this. So U.S. companies send goods over the border to other countries, and then they bring drugs over, and then they're sold here, and then the cash goes back to these companies, right? So the drug is an intermediary for money laundering. And no one's ever probably talked about this. So we have to understand that the elites globally have no interest in eliminating the drug cartels. I mean, one is an illegal organized crime, and the other is legal, right? The people in Congress, et cetera. So we need to, first of all, understand that anyone who says, I'm just going to shut the border down, it's all just messaging. It's bullshit. They're not going to do anything. The bottom line is this that we need to go to the root of the issue. The root of the issue here is that the elites in this country, legal or illegal, work with the drug cartels. And they're using fentanyl for money laundering. Is that clear? So if I were to get to yes, I'm going to shut down the borders when I become president. What really needs to happen is the American citizenry needs to awaken their consciousness to recognize who the real enemy is. And once we have enough people understanding that it's the left and the right, Republicans and Democrats, all they're doing is saying whatever they need to say every two to four years. And that can do anything for us. Hey, Doc. Let me jump right in here, fellas. we we got to get a hard break here. And, Doc, can you can yeah. you come back with us for another segment? we got a full bank of calls. We're going to talk with you. Now, this uh, gentleman in line here is uh, sure. a yeah, But I do want to, huh? what I'm saying is shutting down the borders which is obvious something that should be done, but it's not going to solve the problem. Well, and Doc, uh, if you could address this real quick on our way to the break, uh, is if they wanted illegal immigration to stop, it would stop tomorrow if they locked up one CEO of a corporation who was hiring illegal immigrants, because CEOs don't have a doing time disposition about them, it would stop the next day. They don't want it to stop. This is just a way to make white people mad, I think. Don't you, or do you? Yeah, it's all about, so the right-wing guys will say, oh, yeah, we want to stop these illegal immigrants. And the left-wing people say, no, 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 that's, you know, against uh, American humanitarian culture. Both wings of the establishment, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, right, Pepsi and Coke, they're all making money off of it. They don't want to stop illegal immigration. They don't want to stop the drug flow. Because if you look, they're all part of organized crime. And they're, whether it's Hunter Biden or Jared Kushner on the left or the right, and Trump, no. these people have had to work. Yeah. These people do not work for a living. Okay, yeah, yeah. But they tell us, yeah. hey, look, when you go out and you work hard and you earn it, that is living a good life. And they they earned it the old-fashioned way. They inherited it, right? 
but they're telling us how to live <laughs> our lives. Think about that for a moment. That's and if you don't agree with a doctor, here's what we ask you to do is you need to listen to both sides of any arguments. Listen to different opinions and then make your decision based off of your life experiences and watching what's happened to us over the last 50 years after the Reagan administration killed the Fairness Doctrine. Maybe the doc will address that when we return. And the gentleman, on, geez, I forgot your name all of a sudden, the caller. What's your name? It's Austin, brother. Austin, of course. Austin, Texas, on the line with us. But he's not liberal like Austin, Texas. He'll tell you that. But we'll be right back here as uh, Dr. Shiva Iodora is on the line with us. Units? Listen, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. And, Dan, I, I can't wait to do it again tomorrow with you. I'll see you in the morning. But, Doc, we'll be right back. You stay right there, Doc. And, Austin, you hang right there. And if you want to That's talk right. with Dr. Shiva Iodora, who's running for president of the United States, Get up in here. The Collision Specialist phone line is 731-265-6496, 731-265-6496. You can also text the program, and we'll ask that question. Your text, right, will uh, present it to the doctor at 731-800-8398. Presented by AdvancedRehabJackson.com, AdvancedRehabJackson.com. Doctor, I got to tell you, though, you don't fit the criteria. You don't look like a candidate for president of the United States you don't sound like you're in your 110s, and you sound so logical. You're not someone the corporations are looking for, big guy. You may have figured that out, but we'll talk about it when we return here on the program. It is 19 minutes past 8. This is WBFG. Parker's Crossroads, Jackson, West Tennessee. It's 824. It's Wednesday. It's a stop it Wednesday. We need your stop it, folks. We need your stop it. We need your stop it. Stop it Wednesday. My name is Dan Reeves. Sabrina Blue Parker yes. is in the house. Hey, Sabrina. Hey, Dan. You're looking lovely. Oh, thank you. Dr. Shiva Ayodori is in the line with us. A man's a real slacker now. He invented the email. He <laughs> is a scientist, an inventor, an entrepreneur, a Fulbright scholar. He only has four degrees from MIT, including his Ph.D. in biological engineering. Jeez, Doc, I'm getting tired just running down your resume. Um, and it's a pleasure to have you along with us this morning, sir. Doc? Yes, yeah, great to be here. How are you? I was a little bit getting worried about you, Doc. You, 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 no. you know, um, now the, Austin is on the line as well. Austin, thank you for being patient. And uh, so I'll, you, I'll let you go right back. I know you had one more question for the dog. Now, if you got a question for Dr. Shiva Ayatori, Ayatori, pardon me, he's running for president of the United States. The website, if you want to find out more about the, the good doctor, is Shiva, spelled S-H-I-V-A, the number four. It's Shiva4President.com. Austin, go right ahead for Dr. Shiva Ayatori. Oh, all right, sir. I'd like to say, not only we wouldn't ever want another president to ever fund anything in a communist country, especially in a Wuhan lab, we would never want a president to do that. We would want a president to lift restrictions on our oil drilling and everything in this country and allow those jobs to come back to America. But not only that, we want a president that's going to send a massive amount of National Guard members all around this country and station them in hot spots in Fort Lauderdale. To, to, to Texas, to anywhere in the interior of this country. But would, 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 would you label 
fentanyl, a weapon of mass destruction, doctor, and the and the drug cartels. I know you can't shut the border down completely, but we could send a message if we did. But sir, would you label the drug cartel a terrorist organization and the MS-13 gang members be deported from this country along with anyone else that's coming from other countries to harm us? Would you label those like that right there and label fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, it, 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 I would do one step even beyond that. It's not only the drug cartels and these lumpen elements, but it's also the entire government and the elite. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, from Joe Biden to Joe Biden. Biden. Austin, let's, let's let the doctor respond, please. Uh, Austin, do you understand what I'm saying? So, oh, I'm exactly. Trump rhetoric, and Trump didn't deliver on any of this. He just bamboozled people. The mm-hmm. Trump rhetoric is always pointing fingers at the drug cartels and these MS-13 gangs. Obviously, everyone gets upset with that, but he should put the mirror up to his own face and all the 600 billionaires that he helped profit. All of these Wait people a are part of this. You see what I'm saying? No, yeah, I do, but you're saying it wrong, sir. Because whatever he does with some billionaires or anybody, whatever Joe Biden's doing with his money and banking it somewhere, uh, whatever. Uh, Austin, Austin. No, no, no. What I'm saying, uh, Austin, Austin, is listen, all, listen, they Austin. all make money from the drug cartels. They're all organized what, crime. They're all part of it. And if you don't understand that, you're going to be voting for Do one of the Donald Trump, Trump Well, it's, uh, Trump is on tape, Austin, and the doctor will, will tell you uh, the day that he signed the, the quotes, tax cuts for the middle class, close quotes, when he flew to Mar-a-Lago with a room full of billionaires, yucking it up, laughing, saying, I just made you all a ton of money. Doc, am I wrong? Austin, Austin, you asked him a question. Hours. 12 hours before Trump left office, he awarded Fauci the commendation award for Operation Warp Speed. The biggest drug cartels are big pharma. So you have the legal drug cartels, like you're talking about, Austin, but you have the you, and, and then you have the illegal drug cartels, right? So, yeah, the ones that like What's that? Right, 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 right. right. Austin, Austin. I'm going to let you stand on the line, but let, let the doctor answer. You ask him a question, let him answer it, and then you can rebuttal. Go ahead, It would doctor. be very easy for me, Austin, to say, yes, I'm going to shut down all the borders, and yes, MS-13. That's not the solution. The solution is that and all of the elites who, for the last 60 years, have been working together with the drug cartels. I mean, come on. The Kennedys were the biggest smugglers, right? All of these people... They have the outer face and the inner face. And this may seem shocking, but they're all organized criminals. So the front end that you hear, oh, yeah, we're going to go shut down the drug cartel. It's all bullshit. They have no hey, intention Doc, to shut let, them down. Let's back off on the BS, please. Yeah, sorry. What I'm saying is it's all BS. They have no intention to shut these people down because they're making money off all of this. And they will rile someone like you up who's obviously addressing you know, as a, a good citizen, you don't want to see that. No, you don't want to see these MS-13 gangs. Obviously, who who would? But their solution is basically just talk. They want to get you riled up, and then one day you'll vote for Biden, another day you'll vote for Trump, another day you'll vote for Obama, another day you'll vote for Tulsi Gabbard, and so on. They had just have people voting for the lesser of two evils. The ultimate realization is that you recognize that it is us versus them. It is the working people of this country versus all of the elites. And they are all drug cartels. They're all one big organized crime family. And the real issue is how do we take that out? 
And until we talk about that problem, there's not there's going to be illegal immigration. There'll be illegal drugs. You can go down the list. How do we do that? There's only one way to do that, as history shows. History right, shows. Now you're now, hold on, Austin. You asked him how you do it. Let him so answer. Let's look at, there's only one way. There's more of us than them. And there's power in knowledge and education. Go back to the 1800s, which but all this history they've removed from the history books. In the late 1800s and the early 1900s, how did the working people in this country eliminate child labor? How did we get clean water? How did we get basic reforms so we were treated as human? It was mass movement, bottoms-up women's many, movements, many of them led by women in factories. You go back to the turn of the century, the elites treated the factory worker and working people like rats and dogs, and worse than that. And it was these mass movements that explosively grew between 1900 to 1970 in the United States alone. You know, I don't know if you know this, four American workers were hanged in Haymarket, Chicago, for fighting for the eight-hour workday in the United States. Eight workers were shot by the National Guard fighting for the eight-hour workday by the elites. And in commemoration of those workers, people throughout the world commemorated that as May Day. The elites then branded that as a quote-unquote a communist holiday. It wasn't. It was the American working people rising up. So in the early 1900s, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was not a nice guy. He was an elite, complete elite. He hated working people. But because of these mass movements, which have been removed from the history books, those mass movements put the fear of God into them, and they gave many, many reforms, many of the reforms you have today. And between the 1900s and 1970, as the American economy grew, guess what? Everyone's wages grew. There were close to 11,000 strikes in the United States, nearly 250 million people participating. But after the 1950s, the elites got together, the left and the right, and they branded all those movements, Austin, as communists coming out of China. It was very easy to do the Red Scare. And then... The left-wing leaders, the mafia, the Kennedys, you know, people at the Bernie Sanders of the time, those people took over these bottoms-up unions, and they made sure there were no more protests, no more bottoms-up organizations. So between 1970 to today, you can contrast this. 1900 to 1970, the American economy grew, everyone prospered. Between 1970 to today, the American economy has grown, but we have two American pies. The first and second income quartile, which means the lowest and the next to lowest, their wages have gone down over the last, you know, 40, 50 years. And if you add up all those wages going down, it adds up to $47 trillion. Yeah, so we have had, quote-unquote, socialism, socialism for the elite. And that's what they want to distract from. Absolutely. Doc, absolutely. And uh, it's um, welfare queens are out there, believe me. They're called corporations. Uh, they don't pay their, their fair share of taxes, but they're the first to call in the U.S. Marines to protect their corporate interest abroad. It's a pretty good system if you're at the top of it. If you're not, it's a system that sucks. These people hate capitalism, hate it, the very system that offer them the opportunities to, to achieve and get to where they are today. They want to slam that door shut. Problem is they own the national media outlets. Uh, it's Doc, and I'm going to put this in the form of a question. It appears as though we're run, this country's run by oligarchs. Uh, these politicians are put into place just to, for the illusion of choice. There's really no choice. Um, the Democratic Party is, it doesn't protect the rights of, of the workers like they try. They're, they're corporate parties, both uh, bought and paid for. The Supreme Court is bought and paid for. I mean, they do it right out in the open today. Uh, they don't. They've taken political corruption seriously out of the dictionary. Uh, read about the case in North Carolina with the governor. 
So FDR, this is interesting. I want to see if you agree with this. Um, that income inequality was so bad during the Gilded Age that uh, the American people said, hey, guys, if this is capitalism, we don't want anything to do with it. FDR believed them when they said, you got one chance, guy. Uh, we're about to flip this thing upside down. And he went to his buddies and said, hey, you like this mansion overlooking uh, the Pacific Ocean? Well, yeah. You want to keep it? Yes. Well, we're going to have to do something. These people are on to us. It's no more cake for them. They want change. And it, then came the New Deal out of necessity. But Americans didn't have iPhones and iPads and social media, all these distractions that we have today. Didn't have that. They had to, to kill the fairness doctrine as well to be able to do what they've done to us today. Um, and today, income inequality is worse than it was during the Gilded Age. But we're worried about drag queens having brunch in Arkansas. We're worried about all these social issues that don't, it doesn't matter in my life, in your life, or anyone else's. If you don't like gay marriage and you're a man, here's the solution. Don't marry a man. Problem solved. I've never seen a drag queen brunch, but it's illegal now in Arkansas. These are things to distract the American people and make us mad. Hatred. They depend on it. Doc, am I wrong here? Yeah, yeah. So the important thing to understand is all of these issues are created. So we as working people bust our buns, do not focus on the real issue, which is what you just nailed, the massive income inequality. You know, I just, you know I'm a systems guy, right? I look at large-scale systems. And again, anyone who wants to understand how to think clearly, how to get educated so you don't get lost in the issues that the elites promote on you, any of the issues that they, you see on mainstream media are not the real issues. Just remember that. That's like a commandment. Let him answer, uh, Austin. I'm going to let you ask one more question. Go ahead, so, Doc. So, so the real issue, the fundamental issue here, that, and if you focus on this, keep the eye on the ball here, is they do not want us working people uniting and seeing the level of divisions that they sow to make sure that we don't oust all of them. And as long as they can make up issues, one day it's abortion, or one, another day it's transgender rights. And by the way, if you really unravel the transgender thing, we can get more into it. If, with all the chemicals in the environment, it has disrupted people's endocrine systems, which means their biology. So people are questioning their sexuality. This is not something by choice. In my view, this has occurred because the big agricultural companies, the amount of pesticides and crap that they put into the environment. And so they don't want to address that issue because that means we'd have multi-trillion dollar class action lawsuits. So they want to make the left and the right fight each other. Obviously, who wants some guy going into a girl's bathroom? No one does. So, you, so you're literally putting kerosene on the fire, right? So that's what this is about. So people need to wise up and say, okay, is this a real issue? What's the real issue? The number one reason for gun violence is income inequality. And we were the first ones to expose this. It's not access to guns. It's not, you know, the right wing says, okay, it's people because they're, um, doing drugs and video games, and the left says it's because of access to guns. It's neither. It's income inequality. Because when you have income inequality, you're going to get people really upset, and they're going to go do some violent action. If it wasn't with a gun, they're going to do it elsewhere. The United States has the highest income inequality in the world. We have the highest quote-unquote gun world. violence. And, 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 and let me just say this real quick. Um, I think the American, we are, our mental health as a nation is not good right now. We've been gaslit. Look up gaslighting, folks. 
read about it, by these narcissists, these malignant narcissists. We've been gaslit by them for 40, 50 years now. We're caught up in a trauma bond, and you can't flip a switch and get out of it. You've got to put in a lot of work to get out of it. It's very dangerous. Now, Doc, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I think we're caught up in a trauma bond. What do you think? Yeah, as long as they have people fighting each other in this trauma mode, they can control people. Remember, the elites want power, profit, control. We as working people want truth, freedom, health. And in order for them, so what they, what the key thing to understand, Dan, is I used to teach system science at MIT. System science is a very powerful set of scientific principles that you can use for good or massive evil. And I put that organization, that knowledge together, truthfromhealth.com, and my intention was that if we don't bring this fire to the masses and educate people, we're all screwed because the elites have a very, very powerful set of knowledge. About ten to 20,000 of them know this knowledge, and they're using that to manipulate the genius out of people, you know? Right. Uh, and we're out there fighting among our own, talking about issues that they're telling us to be concerned about. Trump's indictment. Who cares that Trump's indicted? Who, why are we focusing so much on how John F. Kennedy was shot? He was part of a crime family. Whether the CIA did it, didn't do it, you know, the elites use one wing of their own, uh, you know, they weaponize whatever they want. So they have working people concerned about the elites who have golden-plated toilets. You know, they can go golf anywhere that they want. They, you know, have, you know, sex with as many women as they want. And then the evangelical Christians are supporting these people. So they completely duped the American people. And the American working class, everyone needs to recognize, is the most powerful working class on the planet. Why? Because they have the First and Second Amendments. And the only way to blunt that working class is to feed them with garbage and have them meandering around, not focus on their incredible rights and power that they have, but meandering around on stupid issues. And that's what they have people doing. Yeah, okay. And then giving yep. them actors. You know, one day it's Trump, another day it's this person, Obama. That's all they're doing. Right. They have uh, it down to a science. All right, Austin, a, a quick question on your way out for Doc. Okay, uh, okay, real quick. Uh, okay, I'm just going to say Trump deported more MS-13 gang members than anybody. But, hey, on, uh, if you were elected, sir, on day one, would you put an end to the visa lottery and the chain migration, and would you stop the $2,200 a month checks that each individual receives when they turn themselves into border guards and the cell phones and all the everything they get? Would you stop that from day one? Hey, hey, Austin. Would you legal send or a weapon of mass destruction? Hey, Austin, thank yeah, you. Look, I'm going to let look, you hang up and a, listen, Austin. Uh, please thank answer Austin. that, sir. Please. As, as a legal immigrant, right, which is my parents, I were, we, you know, my dad came and we had to wait. Um, the entire immigrant Hey, Austin. Hey, Austin. Austin. Austin, there you go. Okay, go ahead, Doc. Austin, they want illegal immigration. So, you get, get that, they don't, so the only way out of this is, first of all, you have to enforce legal immigration. So absolutely. But that doesn't end there. We have to also recognize we have to solve the immigration problem. There's 22, 25 million illegal immigrants in this country. Now, here's my solution if you want to hear the real solution. All of those people who are here, many of them are actually working their butts off these quote-unquote illegal immigrants. So here's the solution. You take all of those people, and, you t and uh, if they're criminals, and this is what I, the solution that I said, and Elon Musk literally cut, copied it and restated it a couple of days ago. The solution is you take all of those people and you say, look, here's what's going to happen. We're going to put you on a path to legal citizenship because you seem like a good person, you're working hard, but we're going to tax you. That would, that would immediately collect around 2 to $4 trillion 
a lot of money for the U.S. budget, which is about $5 trillion. We've collected quite a bit of tax revenue, which we're missing out on. So number one. Number two, any of the people, criminals, you send them out. And then those people put on a path to immigration, but you're collecting tax revenue from that. And no one's ever promoted this concept. The other thing is there are a lot of U.S. citizens in this country who are milking the system, who are fully able-bodied to work. They're collecting disability checks. They're scamming the system. What about we put their citizenship into question also? Okay, you are able-bodied. You can work. You, you have, you know, there are people I know, quadriplegics who work. So why aren't you working? And you give them a, you know, a, basically a warning. If you don't find a job in the next years, we have the right to remove your citizenship. Because American citizenship is, is something that should be valued. It should be valued based on the core principles, which is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But you have to work or you don't get fed. Thessalonians. So if we're going to start walking the walk and live, walking the American dream, you have to do it both ways. So we have to really reassess what is citizenship. Citizenship is service. You serve this country or you leech off this country. So if you're leeching off this country and you just happen to be born here, you got a birth lottery, and you weren't born in Guatemala, but you're sitting on your butt here, and you're just collecting welfare checks, and, and then you have 10, 15 girlfriends, how many of her children, on both sides, white, black, all these people. I say remove their citizenship too. Put their citizenship on probation. So we have to really talk about it in a holistic way. What does it mean to be a citizen? It means you're contributing, and you have to recognize the power of the Bill of Rights. Are you focused on the power that you have, or are you getting caught up in stupid, inane issues, which is what the swarm is doing to people, the elites. They want us fighting against each other. So it's, uh, it's, a lot it's, of it's illegal really... immigrants who work their butt off. Yeah, it's... Collect taxes from them. Well, and uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Shiva Ayadori joining us in the program. He's running for president of the United States. Uh, and Doc, uh, Sabrina Blue Parker is here this morning. She's got a question for you. Sabrina, go for the doc. Doc, you've been so refreshing to listen to. And my concern is for our youth. Um, they're facing a lot of mental health issues. Um, I've actually spoke to a local mayor's youth council recently who uh, want more workforce opportunities. Uh, so, as you seek this office, what... Uh, Say that again. What was the question? Uh, as you're seeking this office as president... Hello? Yeah, you, Doc, uh, how about now? Just, it, okay. Have you got to go Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Say that okay. again. What was the question? Yeah, I, so, I heard the first part about our youth mental health illness. Go ahead. Yes, for young people facing all the mental health issues that they, they have and wanting more workforce opportunities. So, as you're seeking to become president, what initiatives, what uh, policies do you have in mind that will address some of the challenges that our youth face today? Yeah, so you're, you're asking a great question. Look, when my nephew went to school, he said 70% of the kids were on Ritalin, okay, in his own I don't know, fifth grade class. So we have to understand what's happened is that health is wealth. There's a mind-body connection. When you feed the body with the right nutrients, you help the mind, okay? If you try to hire anyone these days, it is very hard to get people who can focus and do work. And I would, you know, propose to people, and from my own studies as a biological engineer, as someone who's pursued health and well-being most of my life, you know, from the Eastern and Western perspective, 95% of these problems can be addressed in nutrition. 
the average doctor doesn't even take a nutrition course in school. This is what's so ridiculous. So I would say we need to focus on nutrition on kids from the time they're born all the way through. And nutrition means that they're getting nutrition, right? Actual foods which give them proper vitamins and minerals. These are the building blocks of life. No one ever talks like this. Which presidential candidate talks like this? Because they don't care about your children. They don't care about everyday people. Hillary Clinton will eat organic food. All of those GOP candidates, Trump will act like he's eating a McDonald's. But go to his actual restaurant, John George's. Everything is organic. Everything is pasture-raised. Everything is grass-fed. So we have to recognize that the elites do not want your children to eat well. Because if they start eating well, they're going to start thinking. And they do not want our children thinking. Because they actually, as I mentioned, the data shows that the life expectancy of your child is going to be less than you. They do not want people living long. They want the world to themselves. So once we get that clear, we realize that we have to fight for ourselves. You know, every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., you can go to Shiva for President slash Town Hall. I actually give solutions. So the solution to this is we have to support local farmers. We have to learn. Parents have got to learn how to fight with their school boards. Go to the cafeterias. There's all garbage. Most of it's sugar. Most of it's starch. Uh, people aren't getting proper nu- nutrients. You can overnight solve the mental health issue by making sure people are fed well. Let me give you how I know this. You know, I came from a caste system in India where we were considered the lowest of the low. And the elites in India would say, oh, these, these people have mental health issues. They're dumb. They can't be engineers. They can't be doctors. Well, a, a great revolutionary rose up in India. And what he said was, you know, my people are not dumb. They're not getting food. So he created a very powerful school lunch program, really good food, at least one meal. And overnight, in one generation, you see all these lower caste people becoming doctors, engineers, very smart. So we have to go back to something simple. Food is medicine. And that's number one. In terms of job opportunities, there are so many jobs. And the way that we make this, these jobs accessible is that we need to give tax credits to these small businesses who intern young people, right? If I intern someone and I pay them some money, I should get a tax write-off on that. Complete. So I, when I created email as a 14-year-old kid in Newark, New Jersey, I, again, I'm speaking from experience. A medical doctor, uh, sorry, a physicist at a small medical college who ran the computer lab there gave me the opportunity to work in his lab, a full-time internship. Didn't pay me. I got, you know, food and the opportunity to work with these people, but that's where email was invented. So it's mentoring is key. All the data shows that in a kid's life, if he has even one person, whether it's a parent or a non-parent who loves the kid and supports his growth, the kid's always going to make it out of even the most disastrous conditions. So I believe in mentoring, giving tax credits, very, very simple issues, and feeding our children nutritional foods. Doc, you solve mental health issues overnight. Yeah, Doc, I, I couldn't agree with you more on what you're saying here. It's, it's, uh, I see these people hit the gym every day, and they still have a, uh, they're carrying around. Well, they can't shake the belly fat. It's about what you put in your, if you want a six-pack, folks, it's more about what you put in your body than doing crunches. Now, I'm not telling you not to do crunches or exercise, but it has everything to do your health starts in your gut. Now, Doc, i got a couple of questions here for you from the text line. Are you okay with time? you you got a few more minutes? Yeah, I have a meeting coming up in 10 minutes, but let's do another 10. I gotta, <laughs> that, yeah. Dude, I tell you, you're going to have a hard time getting getting those super packs, so i got to tell you that. You probably already know that, but uh, it's uh, it, it, all this flies right in the interest of the 
the elites, uh, the ruling class, and ruling class since day one on planet Earth, they've got a very simple uh, plan. It's called divide and conquer. Very simple technique just happens to work. But, Doc, this comes in on the advanced rehab and medical text line for you. Says, how much vitamin D should I take? Right. So, again, everything is personalized. Um, and I have to give the disclaimer, go consult your doctor, but this is what I would do if I were you. And I put this in a protocol that I sent to Trump. You can find it online. But if you're a, uh, first of all, the ideal way to get vitamin D is 15 minutes out in the sun, you know, 15 minutes. And with your open arms, you get a lot of vitamin D that way. Another way to get vitamin D is something very simple, cod liver oil, okay? Sardines, the high fatty foods, but they're making these foods so expensive right now. Right, Dan? Absolutely. The, the other way is you, so the third way, if you can't do any of those, is you go, uh, I mean, cod liver oil, if you can get really good, you know, look it up, is it pure, all those kinds of things, but one teaspoon, two teaspoons of cod liver oil. And then if you want to eat the supplement, you can get this simple vitamin D test out there. Um, you know, vitamin D3, D as in David, three as in the number three, um, that anywhere between Five to 10,000 IUs, international units, per day. But it should, ideally, if you're going to go synthetic, then you should, because it's not a food, right? It's not sun. You're going to have to balance it with K2 and magnesium, okay? And that will make sure you're not depleting um, other minerals out of your body. But that would be the vitamin D3, K2, and magnesium. That would be the ideal combination if, you're, if, you, if you can't get out in the sun, et cetera. So that's what I'd write. Now, the other things you can do, and vitamin D3, again, it's a hormone. It affects many, many different substances. Another very good combination as a winner's company is quercetin, Q-U-E-R-E-C-T-I-N, and zinc. Now, 30 milligrams, let's say quercetin, around 500 milligrams. That's what I would do, and that's one of the protocols I recommended. Why? Zinc stops DNA replication of viruses, all right? And quercetin allows the zinc to get into your cells. It's called an ionophore another very valuable thing. Um, uh, uh, another, uh, you know, thing that people may want to consider is make sure you're getting enough vitamin A from the, you know, a green leafy vegetable. Again, you can get it, the retinal palmitate from the cod liver oils, the fatty fish. But if you can't, um, and your thyroid ain't working well, you want to do, don't overdo this, and you should look at it on your own, the iodine, you know, or get the sea salt, which has iodine in it. Iodine has been depleted from the soil. These are very simple things. Sea salt, a little bit, right? Not the white salt with iodine in it. Very, very valuable for your body. The sunshine, right? The green leafy vegetables, particularly more and more data, is showing that the grass-fed meats, pasture-raised meats, are very, very valuable for your body. Dr. Shiva Ayodora is on the line with us. He's running for president of the United States. Sabrina, you have another question for Doc? Yes. I want to know, uh, Doc, how do you plan to bridge the digital divide and ensure equal access to technology and Internet connectivity for all people, regardless of their socioeconomic status? Yeah. So, you know, back in 1993, I wrote a book called Arts of the Internet. Um, and the only way to do this is the, inter- you know, if you go back, is if you go back in 1787, a lot of people demean this one institution, which actually is a very good institution, was the United States Postal Service. That was set up by Franklin and the founders to ensure free speech equals free reach, okay? 
And the Postal Service is quite an amazing organization because it's not part of the government. It's really owned by the people. And what's important to understand is when the Postal Service was created, it allowed me to send you an email, uh, a mail, Dan. You could send Sabrina a, a mail. Everyone paid the same price and was always delivered. Quite an amazing infrastructure. When the Internet grew, um, email overtook mail volume, right, 1997. I went to the Postal Service and I said, look, you guys should have a public infrastructure for mail and social media because the private companies are now owning one of the most important communication vehicles. And when you sign up for those free mail, free those services, they own you. They own your content. So my view is the United States Postal Service, and I wrote a whole white paper on, on this, um, which I was commissioned to do, and they can actually make money. You know, every, every year you notice the Postal Service is going out of business because the Postal Service has been gutted by private corporations FedEx and DHL took the best high-producing revenue, but the Postal Service is a revolutionary organization. It has its own police force, which makes sure that any letter, if it's opened in between communications, 20-year sentence prison. But think about the Postal Service. There's a little postal uh, office in every town, even the smallest. That infrastructure can overnight be leveraged for creating what I call a mesh network, a people's network. And it's a network owned by the people for the people. And I believe people pay maybe $20 a year for that entire service. And that way we're not controlled by uh, Google, Facebook, et cetera. It's our network, and it's under the aegis of the Constitution. So if they open your email, if they do something, right, we can sue. Right now we have no protection when private companies are owning this. There are certain pieces of infrastructure that should be owned by the public. You know, in my view, all the social media heads, uh, should all be prosecuted and convicted because they violated the Constitution. In fact, it was Trump on November 16, 2018, which signed into law the creation of CISA, C-I-S-A. Every member of Congress voted for CISA. Every member of the House voted uh, and the Senate. So CISA signing means we no longer have the First Amendment with these private companies anymore because the government tells them what to do. But the, all the infrastructure is there. We just need to make sure... That pe- when I met with the Postal Service, they said, oh, we're in the mail business. We're not, not in that business. They're a bunch of morons. Their job was communication. Free speech equals free reach. Now you have idiots like Elon Musk subverting the Constitution, saying free speech does not equal free reach, and the ADL supports them. So we're literally seeing the Constitution in front of our eyes being completely destroyed on digital media. And, Doc, I, I know you got to go, but just a quick comment from you, and we got to get you back on the program. There's so much more we want to talk with you about but uh, you mentioned Elon Musk again Uh, look what he's done to Twitter I mean he's absolutely taking it out back put a bullet in it and and Elon Musk is not a stupid guy Gannett the corporation that bought up all these newspapers including the Jackson Sun right here in town which was a great newspaper at one time yeah yeah, doc are you are you there hello doc hello doc (laughs) say that again you said Gannett yeah, and Gannett, who's, who's bought up newspapers all over uh, the U.S., and they they go in and gut the staff. There are no reporters anymore, and the, the newspapers go belly up. Either they're the stupidest people on earth, or this is intentional to make sure that you don't get your news except from one source coming from one corporation. Everyone gets the same information it's either Elon Musk is either stupid, Gannett is either stupid, or this is all intentional. 
Yeah, Elon Musk is a government man. Elon Musk is a government front man. He was brought in so the conservatives would think he was their savior for free speech. He is a completely a government front man. SpaceX uh, received $6 billion from the government to put up all these Starlink satellites to spy on us. Uh, Tesla would not be worth anything if it wasn't for $1.5 billion of carbon credits, which made Tesla profitable. And Twitter is a wholly owned entity of the government, right? Government, that's what my lawsuit exposed. We exposed that. We got a federal injunction. This is in 2020, exposing that government and all social media companies work together. And Elon Musk, uh, valuation of his company, $40 billion, is because they have the Section 230 immunity from government. So we have to understand Elon, where Elon Musk begins and where government ends, nobody knows. Anyone who thinks that fool is an innovator, is actually fighting for us, needs to have their head checked when you look at the data in front of you. It tells the tale, Doc. It really does. I think they depend on most people are just not willing to stop, to think about it, not able to stay in the moment like you you were uh, explaining earlier, because you can't think unless you can get in the moment and stay in the moment and then reexamine everything you've been told. Most people are not willing to do that, and they depend on that. Doc, well, well yeah. actually, Dan, what, what we see happening is something quite interesting. Again, I recommend if people want to learn more, go to truthforthealth.com because we've created a whole university that teaches people how to think. And Shiva for President, our movement, you know, it's really a movement. You know, we know the presidency is corrupt, the legislature is corrupt, the judiciary is corrupt. What would I do as president? I would do nothing different. I would, you, you and I would do the same conversation, but we'd reach 8 billion people, Dan. That's what we would do. The issue is educating people so they mobilize bottoms up. You cannot, the government will do nothing for you except enslave you. So my running for president is part of a movement to awaken people's consciousness, as we've done on this radio show, hopefully. You know, to focus on the real problems, not on fake problems. And in addition to divide and conquer, Dan, as I sign off here, people need to recognize the elites have created two technologies to enslave people. One is divide and conquer. The other is they create fake heroes, fake martyrs. So when they see a guy like me coming up, they literally go create a booby Kennedy or a guy like Vivek the Snake, okay? Or make Trump appear as though he's fighting for you. All of these people come from the billionaire class. They do not care about you one iota. They will say things that will make you feel good, but they ain't going to do anything because they're not one of us, period. Jeez, dude. I tell you, uh, if, if I... If I were not raised by people that, that taught me to listen to both sides of any arguments, to read both sides, to keep an open mind, um, I'd hung up on you an hour ago, and most people would, which is a real shame. Uh, Doc, you're going to have a hard time raising corporate dollars, but you already know that. We don't need corporate dollars. There you Remember, go, my man. Labor, labor is more important than capital work. We want volunteers. People should go to shivaforpresident.com. Notice I haven't asked for one penny on this call. But we want people to mobilize. And by the way, when people do give me money, I give them books, education, courses, so they can get educated. So everyone should go to shivaforpresident.com, get a bumper sticker, download our flyer on the download section, hand it out to people, educate your community. These people are not going to do anything for you. My intention is to be a catalyst so people become their own heroes and leaders in their own communities. And stop asking stupid questions like, what is Trump going to do for us? What is this fool going to do for us? They're not going to do anything for you. That's right. They will do nothing for you. Yeah. They will enslave you. They will exploit you. Why are you giving 100? If you have, the average American 
Dan only has $400 in savings on a rainy day. Yes. Yet they're taking 25% of their savings and giving it to a guy who's playing golf, okay? Who's got golden-plated golden plated toilets or to Biden, right? Right. Or to any of these guys. They're all billionaires. Right. Why are we giving them one of our hard-earned pennies? Stop doing that. That's like you're in an abusive relationship. It's you're caught Stop up. It. It's a trauma bond, folks. It's Shiva exactly. for president.com. Shiva spelled S H I V A. The number four is Shiva for president.com. And uh, Dr. Shiva Ayadori, we got to get back. We got will you will you please have your, your people contact my people here at the office will, again? Yeah. And tell us when this is up because we'll restream it on our platforms. It'll, it'll be up, uh, Doc. It will be up. It just past 10 o'clock Central Time. I think you're on Eastern Time, just past 11 a.m. About 11.15 or so, it'll be up and have at it, Doc. And I really I really enjoyed the conversation. Hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll chat again real soon. Great. Be well. Bye-bye. Well, what do you think? Jeez. I, I thought he was very interesting, uh, very logical in some of his thoughts, so... Yeah, I enjoyed the conversation. Yep. And uh, Sabrina, you you were going to be here yesterday. Couldn't be here yesterday. I'm glad you came today and yeah. and got a taste of Dr. Shiva. I d- didn't know this man was on Earth till we brought him on the air this morning. Yeah. So yeah. none of this was was rehearsed. We didn't. He didn't send us a list of questions. He didn't do any of that. Um, that was refreshing. Mm-hmm. 